everybody, and uh, welcome to another episode of the Axiom Principle. I'm your host, Dr. G. It's uh, been a little while. I've had a little bit of time off thanks to uh, a couple hurricanes, helping out the neighbors, that type of thing. But I figured I'd kick it back into gear and invite a special guest back that I haven't talked to in a while. Um, She's currently trying to get herself set up at her house. I'm waiting for her to be able to dial in, but why we do that? Let's discuss a little bit about what we're going to be talking about this evening. First, uh, I want to mention that uh, my special guest for this evening has um, quite a few Twitter followers. Last I checked, she was up at 12,000, but let's look again. Oh, she's doubled that. She's at 25,000 followers now. She's... uh, Definitely an advocate against all religions, and definitely is a, a stout skeptic, quite a genius, in my personal opinion. And uh, she's got a new thing or two coming up that we're going to be discussing. So give me a moment here while I try to help her out and get connected. She's had some technical issues. Seems like every one of my guests that I invite have technical issues. Go figure. Um, but that's uh, that's part for the course, I guess. Um, this may run a little bit longer than an hour that I usually do, so just bear with me for a moment while I try to get uh, my guests connected. Hello, Nikki, are you there? Hey, how you doing, Glenn? Welcome, welcome. What's right. up? How is life? Life is peachy. So we're actually already live, and um, the recording, I guess, is already kicked off. But, okay. Yeah. I gave a brief introduction just telling them, that uh, you have a rather large Twitter following, as it said, 25,000 followers, and yeah. you're an advocate against pretty much all religions. And that's all I've said thus far. Do you want to add anything to that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, I just try to provide a little Twitter community for atheists, mainly people who aren't comfortable being atheists outside of their, I guess, their home because their families are religious or their environment doesn't really allow for it. So that's mainly where I am right now. Okay. Um, let's hit that a little bit because that's an experience that I've never had, thankfully. Well, kind of, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've ha- mm-hmm. I have two Catholics in my family, and the rest are Mormon. So. Oh, huh. yeah, I remember you saying something like that before. <laughs> yeah, I got some good times up in my family. Yeah, um, I'm not quite sure. Who is more devout, Mormons or evangelicals? Probably Mormons, I think. I, I See, I don't know. They're very inclusive. Like, if you're a Mormon, you, everybody's got your back if you're a Mormon. Um, unless, of course, you're not you're a, Mormon. a Utah Mormon. Yes. There's actually I can't some prejudice say the, there. 
well, I can imagine because that's where it all began. But um, I will say evangelicals aren't so um, inclusive. They definitely do. Um, as far as the ones in my church growing up, they were they were pretty backstabby. <laughs> so it's quite divisive. But um, that's just how community groups are. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, with my experience with the Mormons, they're they'll talk crap about you behind your back and they're mm-hmm. they're they'll be nice to your face but then the moment you turn your back on them they'll talk mad shit like they won't try to get you arrested or anything stupid like that but they'll just try to make you look bad you know it's mm-hmm. stupid gossip talk and well, that's yeah. probably the worst you'll get there yeah it's pretty similar but it does. It's just so malicious. It seems just the way people talk about each other and conspire against each other. And yeah, that's just not. I didn't enjoy it much. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Sounds like a great time. <laughs> not really. So yeah, not so enjoyable. So what about the the family life that you were just mentioning? Like for those that don't want to come out in front of their families. Cause I've been talking mm-hmm. to, I, I think you and I have both talked to this guy, actually. His name is, uh, he goes by on his Twitter handler, Jai boy. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's I, I was one, he's, he's all right. He, I was one of the ones that I was initially talking to him about using Twitter as a platform for him to express himself. Cause he was having mm-hmm. issues. And, yeah. Uh, I remember I, that. Yeah, I used SE throughout the entire conversation with him um, yeah. and helped him break free of all that. And he actually reached out to a couple of the other uh, lady atheists that are on Twitter and whatnot. I guess some of them, like, he gave them the creeps or whatever. Cause it was, <laughs> like who? <laughs> uh, Godless Mom is one of them. She's like, yeah, he mm-hmm. creeps me out. Yeah, our, the conversations did become extremely personal, extremely fast, and I feel that's just kind of a product of not being able to have anyone to talk to. Um, so as soon as you get a listening ear, it all kind of just blah, like it comes out with such a speed you can't even think of stopping it. You're just trying to dump everything on that person because you don't know when uh-huh. you'll talk to them again or um, yep. things like that. So I, I did try, I mean, you... I guess I would say give people time because I've done that before too. try to like force friendships on people because, oh my God, you, you know, it's just, how many atheists have have you met, you know, growing up in the Bible belt basically. But um, I can understand people doing yeah. that um, on, on social media and it's, it's a lonely, it's a lonely place to be sometimes. So I, I empathize with that. Um, because I'm surrounded by religion. It's everywhere here in the Bible Belt, Southeast United States of America. And it it's overwhelming. It's I'm pretty close to you. <laughs> Say what? I'm pretty close to you as well. So I, I know yeah. how that is. I, You're I think about I, 12 hours out? Yeah, about 12, 13 hours yeah. away. I used to live in Houston. I loved Humanist of Houston, and Vic was so awesome. Um, So, yeah. um, Yeah, I I, I miss being out in Houston. But, um, yeah, the South. You live in the South as well. Texas is just as bad as the Southeast. It can be. Do you think? Certain parts of it. 
or maybe it's yeah. more just uh, yeah, certain parts, especially with the legislation out there. It seems like the Texas school board's doing everything possible to just interweave Christianity throughout every aspect of education. And so I have a story for that. I have a yeah, great story. Yeah, please. I don't think I shared with you last time we chatted, but so my kids got sent home with this video that their teacher wanted them to watch. And I was like, well, what Uh is it? And so we start watching it and it's, it's a cartoon and it's pretty entertaining, but then it started talking about Noah's flood and how this was going to wipe everybody out. And it's about these two creatures that weren't really supposed to be on the boat because they're not, they're not God's creatures. They were man-made or something like they were aliens basically. What? Yeah, it was like really a, weird. Is this prose or is this some type of educational, covert biblical indoctrination? It was it was very covert biblical. Like it was Noah's flood. That was the story. But it was like the lions were in charge, and it was all animal based. You know, it's all of course the lions are always in charge. I mean, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, I let them watch the first ten minutes of it. I'm like, yeah, no. So I went and talked to the principal. I went straight to the principal and I was like, yeah, um, you're one of your teachers just sent this home with my kids. And I have to tell you that my kids and myself, I'm raising them to be atheists. And while I'm not going to sue the school, because I actually enjoy this school and the people we hang around. If somebody else's kid comes home with this, I can guarantee you, you're going to get a call from the ACLU and the FFRF and they're going to sue the district. And I'd rather not see that happen to a really good school because right now um where my school kids go to school we're number one in texas oh uh, nice. academically academically okay. not not religiously academically so well i wouldn't think i mean yeah i was like you don't want egg on your face for this so just go talk to that teacher and say that's not appropriate don't even don't evangelicize to my kids please so and that was last the- year and i haven't heard a thing since did the teachers just send the video home with your kids only, or did they send it home with other people's children? Well, I asked my kids, and um, I didn't get a straight answer on that, to be honest, so I don't know. I mean, nonetheless, but, it shouldn't have come to the house, but weird. Yeah, it shouldn't have been out of the school, <laughs> out of the teacher in the first place, but it was really it's bizarre. It's like odd occurrence. So you're going to send them a, a story about mass genocide. At the hands of your loving God. And that's I a just, good thing. The <laughs> fact of the matter is it's just it's, it's a ridiculous I mean, it's a story. Like it's it's no different than any other flood story in any other religion or really any other myth in any other storybook. And the fact that people have given it such importance is so to me extremely odd, but it is what it is and we have to deal with it. There's some type of I guess need for religion, I guess, or something like it. I, I mean, because it is extremely popular because I, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I don't know. <laughs> so uh, let's explore that a little bit because I think it, it explains a lot of other things that have been going on. And that's the, mm-hmm. uh, the need for a belief, a need to believe in something. Mm-hmm. So my theory is, and this is a working theory that I'm trying to test every time I talk to somebody, but um, people's core values need to be fulfilled. And one of those core values um, is the negation of fear because we can pre predict our own death. Essentially. We know we're going to die sometime. We don't know when it or how it's going to happen. There are things mm-hmm. in this universe we don't understand. Therefore we kind of yeah. make shit up as we go along. 
And, right. Uh, even even the uh, perception of like being um, crapped on, like life just gives you a bad hand and it sucks to be you, that type of thing. We need an explanation for that. And oftentimes people turn to a religion, whatever religion that may be of their, usually of their family, if not of their friends and whatnot. And that's how they resolve that issue. What do you think of but that? I- I would just have to ask, in that case, what is the aspect of religion that's getting the hook in the person that makes it appealing to them for that purpose? What about religion gives a person relief when it comes to these existential questions? And why, what is the deeper reason why people are so attached to religion? Why is it so pervasive in society? Why are people forcing it on their kids? It's just, it's it's a cultural norm. It's it's cultural um, because it exists yep. in it, it's it's just it's cultural and and I'm curious to know why. I, think I mean it, I think I think you're right. Yeah, I mean I, I the only thing I can maybe because I for me everything goes back to evolution, biology, and the development of the Homo sapien over time, and mm-hmm. we've become more. I mean, intellectually sound as we've continued and we've become, we've, we've learned to reason and deduce to the point where we can manipulate our environment. And the reason we can do this is because we need to come up with ways to, as you said, postpone death and postponing death um, for us um, because we do know that it's coming is, is distraction from it. And we come up with a million and one ways to distract ourselves from death and and to feel some type of relief about it. And I think religion plays some type of role in that, even though it isn't true. I think it it, – I wrote about this a while back, too. I think it gives them an answer to something that no one will ever have the answer for, like – but it's such well, an outrageous it's... answer. Like my mother, I I love my. I always every time I do a podcast, this line always happens. I love my parents, <laughs> but I don't. I don't understand this earnest belief that they're going to spend this eternity. Sounds horrible. First of all, just that portion of it. But that aside, an eternity in some bright golden mansion world I don't get it and that there are going to be people there that they've known previously that they'd be able to recognize them and this is a very very strong source of comfort for my mother who lost a child and I I I hate that that occurred of course I do who wants that to happen but the belief isn't true but it's so outrageous and there's so many variations of it Mm -hmm. and there's such an a, there's such an, a strong attempt on both my parents' cases to justify this belief that they'll say some really interesting things, and I just, I, I it blows my mind. It, it's obviously fiction. Let's just be honest. Like, really, after you die, you're going to go over to this place forever. I understand that the idea of that it. I, I like the idea of myths. I like mythology. I like the stories of, you know, the Elysian fields and whatnot. It's fun to read about. It's enjoyable. 
But the fact of the matter is, is those things aren't demonstrated to be real. And living your life as if they are and making choices as if they are and voting as if they are and raising your kids as if they are and and coping with death as if they are and things like that can't be allowed to happen. It's just not can't. I mean, it's just you should regulate that yourself. To me, it's my I'm just I don't know if that (laughs) makes sense, but that's how I feel about it. (laughs) No, it makes sense in the Mormon world. uh, They got some really interesting spins that are both. downright racist and sexist. I don't know how else to put it, but they are like um, the more you believe in the prophet um, Joseph Smith and the more you pray, the more when you get to heaven, your skin tone will be lighter because you'd be less cursed by God. And um, if you're a woman, you have to marry and get sealed inside the temple. If you don't, then you cannot enter the highest host of heaven. You're screwed. You're outside the gates forever. Because there's no one to call your secret name to get you through the gates. It's like a bouncer will be standing there with the red rope and you can't pass it because some douchebag on the inside doesn't want to say, hey, yeah, she's with me. <laughs> Sounds I, like a win for her, to be honest. Probably. <laughs> An eternity with that asshole. <laughs> that's what it feels like, but that's what they believe because it's like – that's within the first two books of the Book of Mormon. That's just what it is. It's just – they're special outrageous. over there. And yeah, just but how I it even up, got started to begin with. How it got started was a con. I think South Park <laughs> nailed it. When they oh, did their episode on the Mormons, they nailed it. Oh, that yeah. was that's exactly what the the stupid uh, the the, the Mormon missionaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they were singing dum 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 dum. Yeah. Yeah, that, it was a great moment episode. when I realized that they were calling those people dumb. I I I loved that I, <laughs> when I was watching that episode. It was a great moment. I was like, Oh, they really they spelled it out when they said that lady. <laughs> that lady. When that they lady's were. like, Well, let's do this and test it. And if he comes back and says it's different or that he's mad at you, then he's lying. She's uh-huh. smart, 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 smart. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that guy's wife. <laughs> yeah. 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 He ended up funding it anyways. It's like you're you're an idiot, dude. But I don't he's understand um it. I almost wish I kinda had the ability to be that that I don't know what it is. Just so I could either so I could just be I don't know, some I don't know, like the ability to manipulate people to that amount of gain. It's just this morality type thing. Like you can go to being atheist and being aware of religion. It's called you know, it's base and things like that you can manipulate people very easily with that and it's mm-hmm. I, I just you know it's pretty horrible but why people allow themselves to be manipulated just to, to uh, maintain this belief and I, I people feeling, exploit it I have a feeling that the people that are like Joel Osteen and friends the ones that are the mega church multi-million yes. people oh, uh, I know. maybe Maybe not Pat Robinson, but those oh. uh, super best friends or retards um, probably are actually atheists inside and out because they know it's all bullshit because they're oh. profiting from it. Like massively. The amount of money, oh gosh, these megachurch pas- pastors make. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen a few of these megachurches, too. They're they're off the hook. They're, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've sat through a few sermons, so it's oh, pretty enraging. Oh, you've actually gone to one? 
well, my parents go to one. <laughs> so it's kind of, oh, wow. But I've tried to, when my mother, and, and she hasn't made the request again, um, invited me or requested that I attend, ter- attend church with her on Mother's Day. It resulted in an argument because, of course, I just know. And it's uh, it was horrible sitting there listening to that woman beg for money in a way that was so emotionally manipulative that people were just buying it hook, line, and sinker. And my fian- my fiancé at the time was extremely upset about it, too. And I was making comments under my breath. Quite immaturely, but it was horrible. I mean, if you want that promotion, you need to sow into the spirit or you need to sow into the kingdom of God. If you want that better parking space, you need to sow into the kingdom of God. God's going to bless you if you show faith by giving money away to his kingdom. He's going to reward you. It's just like things like it's crazy. I'm like, are you serious? Giving money to this person's not going to get you a better parking space. <laughs> wow. That was the Mother's Day message, and the wife is just as, the wife gave the message, and she's just as financially manipulative as the head pastor. But the objective is to bring in funds, and it does, it's, it's very effective, and I said, sad. It works. So sad. It works, but the demographic that it works on, it breaks my heart, and Yep. Oh my God, it's horrible to watch. Well, that's it's the horrible. fun thing about that particular demographic because most of the people that give out money like that are probably the poorest of the demographics yeah. of anybody. Well, that's like it doesn't matter who they are. It's, yeah, they just hit the poor people because they're like, "Give me a break," and they just dump their money because they're but they're they not getting have a break. Anything else? And it's mm-hmm. when you speak to someone who truly has nothing, and not just has nothing, but has nothing to address the problems that life throws at them, has greater problems because they haven't had enough resources to prevent life's problems <clears throat> or a, not life's problems in general, but maybe a greater occurrence of them because they were lower income. Like there's all, it's just horrible. And you listen to them speak and it's sad. <laughs> they just don't have You're anything cutting anywhere to go. Oh, you you're, you're cutting out just a little bit. Okay, or my, or can you hear me? Yeah, that's a little better. You started cutting okay. out just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I lean back in my chair. I won't do that again. But um, yeah, it's all I have is Jesus. All I've got is Jesus. Without Jesus, know. I wouldn't have had anything. But it's just such a sincere, sad, pleading retort it's so it's just so sad like oh goodness gracious I I just I work you know I I just work in finance and it's sad (laughs) I can't give much more information on that but I just I hear it and um, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make it real but it's I mean there's a reason the privilege gravitates towards atheism yeah, I've noticed that. The richer you are, well, it depends. Like if you get uh, billions of dollars, you just kind of end up like throwing it out the window and it doesn't matter. <laughs> Cause no, I was going to say like better billion. educational opportunities. Oh. And like the more you know about the world, the better, more questions you can answer, um, it, you know, types of things yeah. like that. 
Um, well, but it. I've ran into two doctors now, not not one, but two. One's a cardiologist that I just argued with on Twitter, and the sure. other one was um, he had a doctor. It's, it was another medical field, but what unnerved me was their devoutness to their faith. The the Jewish person, for example, was like, "Well, God is everywhere," and so I asked him, "Well, can evil exist anywhere then?" And he's like, oh, you're just an asshole. You win, basically. He just threw his hands up like, yeah, I know you're going to argue with me. Just win. And I was like, no, I'm serious. How can you hold this logical conundrum? This is a contradiction. Because, you know. It's amazing. Well, that's <laughs> People the thing. can be completely, not, and yeah, you know. It's the, yeah, well, he, was, you know he, he opens people's up and cuts their heart. I mean, <laughs> and you're praying to God. Please stop. <laughs> it would be great if you would, but the problem is, is that it relate religion is extremely popular, mm-hmm. and it's popular amongst anyone and everyone. It doesn't quite matter. There, I mean, it, it it's it, yes, there's a gravitation towards non-belief for those who are a little more privileged, because um, that's just that's that that's how it is, and. I mean, and there are reasons, but I don't want to get into all the details on that. But religion is hmm. still very important to people overall, and most of the world is religious. Um, so there's undoubtedly going to be people in higher professions who are religious, and it's weird. But I think it's very bizarre. I agree. It is, but it, to me, it's bizarre for anyone. To I mean, um, life hard but it it is what it is and it's just there's challenges and as long as you're alive you're going to meet them it is that and that's the problem people i don't know it's just it's it's interesting to think about why humans are the way they are why this is so appealing to us so popular why people would are willing to kill to kill themselves and other people over these ideas yeah that Dude. just happened recently didn't it uh, New York. <clears throat> yep. That well, was also that pleasant. and other. It's well, yeah. I, it's just insane. Why I um. Giving up your a, freedom. Well, you're not giving up just your freedom. You're giving up your life for this cause too, which makes no well, sense. Well, well, this guy lived. Yeah. Um. So he's that is his life, right? Um. To. It's just to die a civil death for a stupid idea. I just, not even a good idea. I mean, if it was a, it was a good idea. If it was a good idea, maybe. Like, and and not even maybe, but like something that like the world is burning and I don't know. It's I. You can't really justify running people over with a truck, to be honest with you. But just the concept that somebody was flying to heaven on horses and. And and I mean we've got these ideas here about people coming back from the dead and zombies and all these things that are just unbelievable. Yet we find this meaning in them and we attach it to real life scenarios. And now, if yeah. there was a true zombie apocalypse, I could see running people over. <laughs> that will never well, happen. Sure. Either. Okay. Sure. Yeah. There we go. Zombie apocalypse. That's complete right. fantasy as well, right? So, no, I'm yeah, sorry, but when Jesus it. came back from the dead, uh, all the dead rose and yeah, and no one decided to write about it at all. 
they were they mentioned it, but it wasn't like documented. It it wasn't important enough to be documented. Just accept it. When you you know yeah, when exactly. it's let me just tell you something. If you want to believe, you'll believe. You just have to decide to believe, basically. <laughs> I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Repeatedly. That's, that's right. pretty much where the, the conversations end up. <laughs> well, it depends. Like, if you try uh, Anthony's approach, sometimes you get yeah. a little bit different responses, and sometimes they're good. But he's yeah. got that type of personality that just makes you feel calm and really open, you know? Oh, the conversations are cordial. It's just as it continues to go, 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 it finally gets to, like, the conversations I have are cordial. But as they continue to go, 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 it finally just gets to, if you want to believe, you'll just believe. And it's, I believe it because I believe it and I want to. That's kind of where it gets to. And... I don't understand that. Um, <clears throat> that's, it, I mean, I don't understand it. It's to me, it's very obviously false, and I just don't. There's nothing that's obviously false that I have to believe just because I feel like it. Huh. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit. Um, you are starting up a new. Uh, I guess an org is is what it is, right? You, you start up um, a new face thing on Twitter. I don't know mm-hmm. what that is or what you're doing with it. So what is that? Um, just an attempt to categorize resources based on specific things people are dealing with. Um, people, um, I, I, people are usually asking others, do you know something regarding it, some type of, like a source, regarding some specific subject um, and it's usually related to specific like psychology, mental health, things like that. Um, when you hear people talking about specific, specific problems that they have, you should be able to send them to a source where they can find something that relates specifically to the problem they have. So they sh- there should be um, a searchable resource that allows that. And that's what I'm putting together kind of slowly over time. <laughs> You there? <laughs> so yep, I'm here. That makes sense. Can you give an example of um, some of the things? Like, do you have a specific example for that? Mm-hmm. Like parenting, family, um, LGBTQ parenting, um, just just a place for people to go and find. It's, I want it to be very, very specific. I want to collect resources that people have never heard of, basically. Um, people send me their books, and um, I want to get them in a, a place where people can kind of flock to them and get them um, presented to them as an option um, where pe- sources kind of get drowned out. Hmm. Um, you know, people read the big names. They don't really, really read the smaller names. Um, there's a few different purposes that it serves, um, but um, I don't know. It's uh, basically the whole idea is to to put to kind of serve as a community source, do something for the atheist community, secular community. That's the goal. It may be helpful, it may not be, but that's where I am. It's kind of a you know, it's my idea. So I'm Interesting. doing. <laughs> yep. 
Okay, so it's no. just uh, basically a, a resource center. Somebody pings that address, uh, secular source, I think it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then yeah. Um, they could ask but, for a resource um, on a specific question. Uh, it would be a keyword search. The site's not up yet right now. I'm more um, collecting resources as I build it. I wanted to start getting different ideas, and I've already gotten books and all types of things that I had not known about before, different blogs I wasn't aware of, other people weren't aware of. Um, so I want to – the idea is to kind of promote these things as time goes as well. Hey, have you heard of this guy's blog? This covers this. Are you looking for something like this? Da, da, da. It's It's supposed to be – it's there's there's some different ideas that are, that are being mixed and things like that um but there are some good people in the community who have kind of come to me asking for resources on certain things and i don't always know where to send them um based on their topic so i guess infidel.org something like that but yeah i'm working <laughs> on it <laughs> there's some good stuff out there there's a lot of good stuff out there too right now it's a new idea though it sounds like you yeah. barely well, you came up with it a couple months ago, but mm-hmm. it's still being it's formed, it seems. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, I mean, that's just kind of the general idea. I'm still nailing down specifics and, and all of that. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Pretty unique. I want to just add to what's already out there that's benefit, benefiting the community. Interesting. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. talk about the thing that we worked on all last year and then kind of just went nowhere with, which was very upsetting. <laughs> Sound a little bitter there, Glenn. <laughs> I'm poking at you because you know I am. And then, yeah, there was uh, some time that went into that. <laughs> Are that we... was a lot of effort, and it's, no one's using it. I was thinking of just taking it and finishing it up and then maybe uh, publishing it as a handbook or something like that. Or. Yeah, if, um, putting yeah, it out I mean, there for zero dollar free something, you know. You could do that, but I mean, I mean, how, who owns it? I guess would be my question. Like, who is the intellectual, like, who is the intellectual property holder? It's a, you um, know, a co- combination of people. And... I think it's a combination of people, so I'd have to get full buy-in to do something and release it. But yeah, um, well, it sounds like one person wants that. to just ditch it. Yeah, I'm. It was. I was just wanting to contribute to it. I was. I'm. Whatever. Wherever. Whatever direction it goes. Um. I'm not sure necessarily if I quite have a say in it. It was fun to contribute to it, and I did learn a lot about mm-hmm. you know running a team and 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 stuff like that. I mean, it's things happen. There's all kinds of ideas that kind of get started up and then kind of fall to the wayside. So, I. Yeah. <laughs> I would just see, I mean, honestly, you had some excellent ideas for it, dude. Like, if you um, get rights to it or something like that, I can and I can put it as a source on the website, and it'll be on there. I can promote it, get people's attention to it, things like that. Because that's, that's the whole idea. However you want to, if you're able to get the rights to it, do whatever's necessary. But, um, yeah. yeah, I can't. Well, I mean, you have know some who- good ideas. We know who we need to ask for that, and I probably was – I was going to anyways. Um, I've been yeah. talking to him, trying to get him on my show, and I think he's a little bit reluctant to because um, uh, atheism isn't the only thing I talk about on here. So, Right, right, which, I mean, that's – and I that's understood. Um, 
but there's yeah. there's some benefits to doing the show and and I guess it's up to up to him what he wants to do but he's he's doing some really good things out there like really I good things to. well you both are doing really good things out there he's more popular than I am <laughs> I'll just leave it well, that. Of <laughs> I, well I don't exactly have the the uh personality that's appealing to most because I'm kind of brash and harsh at times. It depends hey, on who you, you are. Own it. You own it, Glenn. <laughs> you, be, you be who you are and you'll grow. Hey, as you be who you are, you'll grow a crowd of, you know, that centers around that personality. Just be who you yeah. are. I mean, you never know. You'll find it. You, that niche, that niche is there. That niche is there. I'm finding it. I'm still finding it to be honest with you. I've got some ideas going different directions and things like that, but it's it's there. I mean, be who you are. There's a following out there. I mean, I haven't listened to a lot of the other podcasts, but I just I know a lot of you know it's people differ on opinions. Uh, differing opinions is what makes the world go round. I think. Yeah. Well, you know, people differ on opinions, so just be who you are, man. So, I mean, uh, yeah. The the next topic, I guess, or discussion that I wanted to go uh, toward uh, with with our little discussion here was, um, what do you have planned for the future of Skeptic Nin- uh, Nikki? Because I know that you said uh, months ago that it's you're going to treat it as a brand of sorts, even though it's kind of um, like I've been I followed you forever, but um, some of your tweets of late, you've been, you know, dropping the, the philosophical bombs, which is awesome. And then you actually respond to some people too, um, which is kind of unusual for some, for some people. Cause I, d- I don't think that they expect it because your, your photo looks like a stock photo. <laughs> I have to admit. Does it really? Oh yeah. Well, you, you're so gorgeous in that picture. It's just like, that can't be uh-huh. real. <laughs> I think I do. You know, I was actually thinking I needed to change that picture because I want to look, I don't know, more real. I mean, oh, it or, is what it is. So I like I, I, I like I think, it at the time. <laughs> well, you were saying, I think the day you took that picture, you're like, like everything was just hitting right that day. Like perfect yes, hair, perfect makeup. It was, it was just like, day. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I want to put up a picture that has me not looking like that because when I take candid shots and I'm not, you know, like just whatever, like um, it, like people take pictures of me and it's me out right. and about, I want to look normal if I'm not wearing makeup, if I'm not wearing, you know, it's, people are mm-hmm. going to see me out and about. I want to look more natural, I guess, uh, as more much as, a, as I can. Well, I guess well, not you... so made up for me. <laughs> I was uh, wear a lot of makeup sometimes. I would just me. So you're ask, ask Jay. She'll know what I mean. Just ask Jay. <laughs> I, I will ask Jay. She'll probably know ask exactly Jay. what you mean. We but ask her. <laughs> she she never wears makeup though, so it's... that's what I'm saying. She's like glowing yeah. natural beauty. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I'm trying to get like yeah, your wife. Yeah. She cheats though. She's she's Asian. They're always like hot. <laughs> oh, she's beautiful. She's how it is. She's Pacific Islanders. Beautiful. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's just beautiful. How's she doing, by the way? She's she's pretty good. Um, good. It's it's been an interesting little couple months. We had to uh, like Harvey didn't kill us, 
so we're fine there. But Oh, yeah, um, you did really well during that. Thank goodness. Yeah, I ended up helping out the neighbors and whatnot. And I actually did something interesting that it was kind of surprising to me. So um, I'm also the HOA president in my area. And the way oh, that happened okay. was my wife volunteered me to go to a meeting and then volunteered oh. me to run for the, for the <laughs> HOA board. And then the first board meeting, the two ladies that were there previous to me, like, yeah, you're president. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, congrats. <laughs> Yeah, so they just kind of said you're you're doing it. I'm like, what? And the other lady, the the older lady, she's like, yeah, I'll be VP. What's what's the easiest job? I want that one. <laughs> so uh. that's how I, ended up. I was like, that's how this ended up. But the the thing that I found interesting. Um, so I have a, a Methodist church that's kind of near me. I have a massive freaking. Um, one of the mega churches run by a doctor of theology. I don't even consider that a doctor, but let him roll with it. And like three <laughs> other churches, you know, and mm-hmm. there's, there's quite a few churches around me, but you don't see them doing too many community things where they reach out to people and let everybody in the neighborhoods know that they're doing stuff. They're just like, whoever attends our church can come do these things. Okay. So what I did was I reached out to my own neighborhood and said, hey, I'm hosting a block party for all HOA people. You guys pay your dues anyways, so here, come come get some free food. And like half the neighborhood showed up, and they're like, no one ever does this. I'm like, all right. (laughs) Next thing you'll know is you're going to be asking, why is this atheist doing community stuff? That's weird, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I think that's one of the things we're lacking. That's why I bring it up is – the atheist, as we call community, isn't really a community because the only thing we have in common is all gods are bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's I why wonder... I would say secular or secular humanist community a little bit, I would say more so, because um, I think it'd be easier to unite people on the worldview that religion doesn't play into morality or things like that, or the world, you know, logic should be. Uh, you should make decisions based on logic, things like that, than just not accepting belief in a God. Plus, I mean, atheism is, yeah, I hear what you're saying. It, it is it is such a small criteria that it doesn't really, it's not very inclusive. Well, it's it's inclusive in a broad and general sense, I think. So, right. Well, like, yeah, was it David Silverman said, you know, if you don't believe in Yahweh, you're an atheist. Get over yourself. <laughs> he said yeah. it in such an abrupt manner too. It was hilarious. Yeah, um, I got to see awesome. him speak. Yeah, I got to see him speak when he came to Houston. It was pretty fun. It was hilarious. Yeah, he's 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 funny. He was cool as hell at a reason rally. He's funny as hell. But um, he was tired. Poor thing, walking everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. He he was he's cool. Yeah, but I mean I mean everybody technically is an atheist regarding of course most gods except the one that their mama told them about. So I guess mm-hmm. if you explain it like that well, uh, you're not explaining it. you wouldn't explain it like that. But yeah, the secular I'm more I guess that's why I'm trying to become more of a secular humanist advocate or a kind of more I don't know, uh reason critical thinking advocate. More so than just atheism, um, because well, atheism that, is a byproduct of my skepticism. I know that uh, w- when you call yourself a secularist, which is easy to do in the United States, is to say that 
Um, sure, I believe or not believe, but really what rules the law of the land is irrelevant to your beliefs. Or your beliefs should be irrelevant to what rules the law. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work out that way in the United States. No, but it does not work out that way like in the United States, but... It doesn't. Here's a, <laughs> speaking of which, here's an interesting question for you. So this has been bounced around, and I'm curious about your um, opinion on this as well. This has been bounced around. I think I've seen a two or three petitions to Congress.gov to at least get this as a discussion or a bill, and that is to tax all churches as a nonprofit org. That Mm -hmm. means they have to disclose their financials. They have to pay taxes to the government. Um, The fear is is that that will be abused to say that now they can vote and sue and do all that fun stuff as well. Where where do you think about that? Mm, You said there's a bill being tossed around right now that's proposing. No, there's no bill. It's been it's been like two or three petitions. Okay, okay. I want to make sure. Heard you correctly. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. I was, I was thinking. I, I, I was wondering. I, I, I was like, I would have heard of that, but okay. Yeah, I do know that that is something that people have want, like wanted. Um, hmm. Well, I do know that churches already try to sway their followers to go or follow one particular mm-hmm. political idea, um, because it's not churches are made up of people people have opinions and whatever's going on in the mainstream is going to be what people discuss on sunday and when it comes to really politics it's impossible <laughs> for people not to discuss their opinion about it in a church or not i know pastors yep. are more than likely going to speak about it i know my parents church was a they were blatant blatant like blood red republican and uh Nobody hit it, but um, and, and my pastor would say, "Pray for George Bush and and all that type of stuff." Uh, yeah, I do think they should be taxed because it's not gonna. They're already doing what they're not supposed to be doing. So here's some fun things since you brought that uh, little aspect up of religion and involving themselves in politics. So I don't know if anybody remembers. Um, I sure as hell noticed though, and that was when um. Who's that Mormon that ran for president against Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney. That's right. That doofus. So <laughs> most people didn't like him for various reasons. He seemed like a snake, right? And he probably yeah, was. Yeah, he didn't seem very he, real. He's a, he's a missionary, and I could tell just looking at his face. He was he's definitely a devout nutbag, freaking Mormon, and um. <laughs> the thing that I thought was pretty interesting is I don't know that anybody noticed this, but 97%, that means all the Electoral College basically voted for Romney in Utah. Mm-hmm. They had maybe one Electoral College person vote the other direction. I can't remember who he was running. I think it was Obama he was running against. Hmm. And uh-huh. It was. I think, it, yeah. And 97% of Utah voted for him. So to say yeah. that that pastors and whatnot will talk and not convince their followers to vote one way or another, um, I think Utah is an obvious sign that that's a complete bullshit lie. Yeah. If you, if you get your electoral college and 97% of the popular vote in a state that's 
pretty much Mormon capital of the world to vote for the only Mormon running. It's pretty obvious. I was gonna going to say, yeah, that's, they're probably even without the pastor ha- even saying anything in the pulpit. Um, they're probably going to vote for him regardless <laughs> uh, because he's, you know, he's Mormon. Um, but yeah. it's, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely plays a role. It shouldn't, but it and, and that's one of the reasons. It, but it can't help but play a role. It's such a personal. Um, preference that's so connected to a person's identity um, that it can't help but play a role and that's why I advocate for a reason we got to get rid of these beliefs we have to get rid of these ideas now I don't know how that could ever possibly happen um, but mm-hmm. I they have to go I mean they're just nonsense it's just not even the harm i mean there's a lot of harm religion causes but the ideas are nonsense and they have to go like there's no reason that anybody should be raising their child based on the idea that somebody like some god i can't even deal with it <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry like it's like it, you know that it's oh, I, I can't get over the adam and eve thing my parents seriously leave that that blows my mind see the thing that I didn't grow up in religious households, so it, it doesn't bother me in the least bit. Like my dad's explanation of death was, you want to see what the light at the end of the tunnel was? And he turned off the TV. And, you know, and the CRTs, the old ones that have the tube that turns down the picture would still be there, but it'd go to the center of the screen and slowly fade out. That was, that was death. That's how it was explained to me. Hmm. <laughs> very pragmatic and very straight up, like, this is what happens when you die. Suck it up. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not I was the explanation like, I got. <laughs> well, that's what stuck with me the rest of my life. Like, I have not forgotten that lesson uh, out of many of the ones that I didn't listen to him about. But um, yeah. the thing that I was going with with that is the explanations that, that religions give for, for all sorts of shit. It's, it's not so bad. Like, I could care less if it's menial stuff that's not going to affect anybody and no one's going to die from it. All you're doing is filling your head full of bullshit. Like angels are real type thing. But the moment you turn that into action, cause physical yeah. harm, like you're going to bully yeah. some kids cause they're atheists or you're going to like, I've, I've experienced that myself. Like I was bullied because I was atheist. It, it mm-hmm. sucked miserably. That's um, not right. It, it happens though. And, yeah. and the more extreme the religion, the more violent they get, such as, what happened not too recent ago the the more extreme you get the more violent they get and and it's all driven from ignorance so definitely uh it's uh, i would say there's something about religion that is so manipulative and it that level of manipulation is very scary and I don't, for me, it's very difficult to understand. I under, I mean, I understand that people want to have answers for things, but science will provide you with as much knowledge as you want. I mean, of course, we eventually get to the point where we say we don't know, but before we can even give up and throw up our hands and, and say we ultimately can't go any further, there's so much to know and so much to learn. I, I just... Science is the best thing out there. It's so informative. And it the way when you learn something new and it changes your worldview or it enlightens you to a point that you hadn't been to before, it is a really good feeling. <laughs> it's better than feeling this like 
believing in a myth to explain explain things that are naturally occurring. I mean, people have questions. They can get answers to them. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, not all the questions they have have answers, and that's, I think, what hangs people up. Like the big death question, for example, is probably the easiest one to point out. Well, of course, but that does not mean that this particular outrageous anecdote is true. Like, it's difficult to face. No, I, I don't, I'm not excited about the idea of it. It, I have, I think, a lot, a lot, and maybe that's what they're trying to avoid, thinking too much, <laughs> because I think a lot. But nothing as terrifying as it seems, as mysterious as it seems, that, that doesn't make the belief true. It doesn't make it make sense. It doesn't even make it sound logical, or it doesn't even make mm-hmm. it appealing. I mean, it's just, the story is insane. Like, this guy gets beat to death and hang hung on a piece of wood. That's not okay. I can't even finish the Passion of the Christ. I'm not supporting that. I I watched the uh, Carlos Mencia version of the Passion. Oh no! Because he was saying that he sat there and watched through it, and these ladies were sitting next to him, and they were crying, and he's like, "Shut yeah. up!" And they're like, <laughs> "You're so disrespectful for and rude. You should expect the church." And he's like, "I know my religion. Shut up, or I'll spoil the ending." <laughs> it's like, damn! Like he, he was just Mencia. rude to him, which is hilarious because he's Carlos Mencia. Go figure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've actually that read. Guy? I haven't seen him in a while. To be honest. Yeah, me neither. Mm-hmm. But what were right. you gonna say? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I was saying that these these type of stories that they have out there somehow bring meaning to their life and i that's the part i struggle with is like you just quoted a story that's actually pretty horrific if you think about it mm-hmm. and just brings joy to your life like what the no how is that a good thing you know i remember it being explained to me like the story of abraham and isaac seriously thinking about that like um that's fucked up. <laughs> and yep. I just remember being told to me, like, this was the test that Abraham passed, and he did such a good job. And now because of that, we have this covenant with God, and God's going to be totally cool with us from here on out because this dude pretended like he was going to kill his kid, and then God changed his mind at the last second and was like, not nah, cool, you good. I mean, like, what? Would you really, if you knew someone, seriously, think about your closest friend. If they were like, hey, dude, God told me to kill my kid. I'm going to go do it. And I'm so dedicated to this God that I'm willing to do this. And I totally think you should become part of my group because of it. You would go to the police. You wouldn't talk to him anymore. Yeah, more than likely. I mean, so why is it acceptable for this person? I mean, it's just. Yeah, exactly. I, it baffles it, my mind. I, I don't understand that because it's such a pathological, like, most, uh, there's some people that claim there's universal or, or um, objective morality. And I disagree yeah. because there's always contingencies where you would do the thing that's usually accepted to be immoral. For example, pretty much everybody accepts that um, murder is immoral. Like, no one will ever do it, ever. Right? Well, they shouldn't. Well, should they be able to avoid it? What if that guy's <laughs> trying to kill you? Would you murder them? Well, yeah. You gotta, uh, yeah, don't die. 
if, if you can, it's me or him, it's I him. Mean, yeah, I was going to say, if you can, sure, but that's, yeah, but that's not necessarily, but it, that's the whole point. Well, what, what constitutes murder? Um, I just think. Unjust it, killing you know, is all it really is. It's, I agree, I agree with that. But what is, yeah, that mind. is justified. Um, I think, yeah, it's definitely worth discussing, but that just brings up the problem that these like religious people have when they say that they get their morality from Christianity or the Bible or wherever. It's the Bible's not very moral, and yeah, it be, says a few good things, but they're generally good. Yeah, like, when they say they know. get the their their morality from uh, the Bible, usually the first thing to quote after that is the Ten Commandments, and only four of those are actually morally significant. Mm, yeah, the rest of them are just kind of bullshit like Yahweh can't get yeah. enough attention exactly I mean who knew a God like, I mean <laughs> would be such an attention whore you've got everything sounds, what do you want it's like Muhammad he's the same way actually that's how I got the that one guy out of religion was explaining to him like um, basically there's three pillars of faith inside of Islam it, Muhammad is the one true prophet. The Quran is like the absolute word and Allah is real and the God of everything. So what, what you do is you pick one of the three that is most significant to them. And he chose Muhammad out of those three because he already decided that the Quran has like effed up things about uh, women's suffrage and stuff like that, like keeping mm-hmm. sex slaves and all that kind of fun stuff. So mm-hmm. he still had a hang up that he's like, why would Muhammad lie? And I'm like, okay, do you like Donald Trump? And he's like, no, not really. And I was like, okay, take it this way. It, and this is when Donald was first talking about him running for president. He's kind of a boulevard then too. But he, he's, um, I basically pointed out some similarities that this person was very charming. He got a lot of people to convince that he believed yeah. in them. And pretty oh, much Trump. the only way that you get to know Allah is through Muhammad. There's no other way. So all worship has to go through him either. Anyway, like you couldn't have known the true word because of him. So he is absolutely instrumental and key. So if you're asking, why would he lie? Why would a narcissist lie about anything? Well, to promote themselves. Exactly. The more attention they draw to themselves, the better off they are. So why would he lie? Because he loves the attention. Yeah, I mean, especially about something that's so outrageous. I mean, the same with Joseph Smith and yeah, Ronald David Koresh. Hubbard and oh man, just David Koresh that killed like two hundred people in his little shack, or yeah. that, the FLDS dude that got arrested not too long ago. They do all the same mm. thing because it's so easy. Um, like I don't know if you've seen the show on Netflix called. Kumari, but it's Mm-mm. a show about a man who starts a religion and attracts all these followers, and the religion is deliberately false, and he tells them it's deliberately false, and they somehow misconstrue his words um, in order to justify following him um, as seeing them by seeing them as something positive, such as it's good to admit when you're being false, you know, it's good to admit when you're not being genuine, when he himself is saying he isn't being genuine, but they. That's magic. In. Yeah, I I mean, but it's I mean the point is that it's it's part of the, it's part of our society, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. 
And there's some type of reason for it. Obviously, it's I, I would think it's maybe a, a spandrel or an evolutionary byproduct of something else, but I don't know. Um, but what we it need is. to do is continue to educate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say compuls- compulsive behavior, potentially, uh, the mm. need for order, the need for um, deduction. I, I mean, I'd have to actually I, do some more reading on that. Or I uh, I actually did uh, agree with the way I think it's Michael Shermer put it, if I remember right. He's the one that I think put it the best way. That it basically comes down to type one and type two errors, kind of like the the Pascal's rage, wager thing. You're, you're uh-huh. afraid of death. You're afraid of things going out of your out of control. You don't want to die, basically. You don't like not knowing, therefore God. Like, it's the easiest justification to believe anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, God is – see, and, and this is what I accept. Um, if God is defined as the unknown, then I'm a theist. And I've said that on Twitter before. Um, because mainly when people refer to God, supernatural, um, things like that, they're just talking about shit they don't understand. God just means I don't get it. I don't know what's happening here. I need some type of answer, but I'm not quite going to delve into it too much because who has time for that? God did it. And that's basically what it means. And sure, okay, but, you know, God means the unknown. But when you start personifying the unknown and you turn it into some asshole who advocates for slavery, stoning of homosexuals, and, you know, the subjugation of females and child sacrifice and, you know, eternal damnation for finite crimes and things that maybe you weren't thinking clearly when you did it. But it, honestly, you shouldn't be really be burned forever for it. I mean, you, when you start to personify the unknown into these ridiculous ideas, that's where the problem comes. Because if you don't get it, that's one thing. And that's okay, because we don't know everything. But you don't have to take the unknown and make it into some person that follows you, that you can speak to. I don't know. <laughs> I could. It's just really a very odd idea to me. It's a very odd idea because it's very obviously not real. It is very, very much fantasy, like religion, the idea of God. If you just understand anything about anthropology, neurology, ethology, just basically how human beings evolved, it'll, it, it makes sense um, how religious beliefs came to be. But why they're maintained with what we know now, that is mind-blowing to me. Like, we know so much. Yeah. I, I don't get it either. But it is what it is for now. And I, I think I'm with yeah. you on the fight to rid ourselves of ignorance all over the planet. Sure, I agree. Maybe one day. Uh, yeah, and I love my coworkers, but one of them literally asked me, like, where did the earth come from? Where did the sun come from? And that is something you can Google. Why are you asking? That's not something that should be a reason to hold a false belief because it's something that you can find the answer to. There is no reason to maintain that something is responsible for the creation of the sun and the earth when – we know that's not true. And so find out why that is and, and just 
and don't use it as justification to believe something ridiculous. Really find out why it is that you believe this. Why? I mean, and it's just some it, things are. You can just use Google. It's it's out it's out there, and there's free lectures online from Yale and Stanford, places that most of us will never go to, <laughs> and it's free education. No excuse. No excuse. Where did humans come from? Are you serious right now? You better pick up that iPhone and look it up. Don't ask me stupid questions like that. Now, why do you really believe this? (laughs) Because it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you there. God have mercy. I'm one of those Bible. What did did my coworker say? I'm I'm a science denying Christian holding his iPhone. I said, why are you? You're holding an iPhone, so obviously you don't deny science. Like, oh well, that's just what they call us. Why do they call you that? And why do you, why do you claim it? Do you really want to be science denying? Because you I can. Have... I I don't understand it myself. It's just like. But he's not. Really? He's a smart guy. Like he's. I don't get it. Science is a great thing. You want to head to the hospital when you're sick. You love Facebook. But uh, no, science is not, you know, I don't fool exactly. with that science, right? I say oh. that to all the, all the people that I see online, um, including the more notorious trolls when they say that uh, evolution isn't real or anything like that. I'm like, okay, never go to an ER. Just pray it. Pray, pray that that gout will go away or that your, your, your uh, what is it, uh, pneumonia will be cured. Let's we'll see how it works out. By itself. Yeah. Um, Just go away eventually. Yeah. I don't understand it. These things affect us every day. People say really interesting things. And I just, I wonder about them. I do. Somebody told me once that, you know, I I was talking, we were, I was at work talking about drink, drinking or something. And I asked someone if they drank and, and they were like, no. And I was like, oh, okay, why not? And they were like, well, when you're high on Jesus, you don't need anything else. And I was just like, huh? And I give people weird looks when they say things. So they'll stop, kind of look at me and go, well, well, that's what I that's what I believe. And I'm like, oh, okay. Why did you say that? Why? You wear your emotions <laughs> on your sleeve, do you? <laughs> well, if you say something to me like that, I'm going to look at you like you're funny because that's an odd response. Like, why would you say, I don't drink because if you're high on Jesus, you don't need anything. That doesn't even make sense. What does that statement mean? What sounds like a porno introduction. (sighs) Smoking some Jesus, huh? Something. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I just don't understand. People say weird things. Like, I just, they say odd stuff. Like somebody, one of my, I was speaking to someone the other day who was genuinely trying to convince me not to get the chip put in my hand. I don't know if you saw that Twitter string, string, Mm -hmm. but yeah, someone was telling me about the mark of the beast and the revelation is coming true and the, um, yeah. (laughs) And he was like, you think I'm crazy? You, You think I'm crazy, but I'm not. And I'm like, oh, wow. And people always tell me that when I speak with them. They'll start kind of like stuttering, like, well, I get it. I sound, you think I'm crazy, don't you? You know, and I'm just like, why do you, why do you feel like I think you're crazy? Do you feel like you're crazy? (laughs) Saying things like that. (laughs) 
<laughs> Those dragons are coming out of the ocean. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, totally saying. Let's go check you? out them dragons there, dude. Like the mark of the beast? Are you serious? The Antichrist? What? Stop. Stop it. You're a grown adult. You don't need that. You don't need that in your life. You need something else. And it's something real. You need to delve into something, I don't know, sciencey. To me, I don't know. Science is such an interesting thing. Read a book or why am I telling people to read books? They're not going to do it. No, they won't. They never do. <laughs> I mean, God. <laughs> you think hey, I've been working you on ways. I've been working on ways to try and break people's uh, barriers and shells to try to actually have a a good conversation or something like that and, mm-hmm. and really just kind of break it down and maybe try to uh, sow the seed of doubt, as it were. Um, yeah. But it's, it's interesting because I, I have a couple of people I talk to at work. One of them is a conspiracy theorist, and he <laughs> is a very bizarre conspiracy theorist. The other one has his Bible on his desk. Oh, no, at work? Yeah. I've worked with people like that. People don't believe us when we say things like this, but this shit is real. Yes, people come to work with Bibles. People try to pray for you. States, my coworker said today, I know you don't pray, but honey, I'm praying for you. That is every day. People don't believe us, but it's in the United I, I States. Usually give a, reality. I give a, qu- a quick quip when I hear shit like that at work. I'm like, all right, thanks for your thoughts. Stuff like that. I'm just, just like, thank you. Back. Actually, one of, the, one of the guys I talk to the most um, – at work is Orthodox Jewish. Like he has, he has his Torah with him at all times. He's always wearing the yarmulke as well. And he's an interesting guy. Um, a couple of other people I work with are actually Hindu. So I have very interesting conversation with those guys. It's, it's what's interesting about Hindus though is they're pretty much atheist and theist at the same time. It's very bizarre. Yeah, um, it's. I uh, I've enjoyed celebrating um, holidays like um, Hindu holidays like Diwali. Yeah, um, but I never. Y- yeah, I know. I just missed it. Yeah. Hmm. I got like. free treats at work. It was pretty fun. You got what? I got some free treats at work. The Ooh, couple of people yeah. came over and gave me some really nifty treats I've never had before. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I like the, um, what was it, the non bread with, mm-hmm. I can't remember, some stewed meat. But, um, like, I would go to these festivals and things like that. I used to do all kinds of stuff like that when I was younger. I need to do it again. But um, I enjoy things like that. I wish, um, I need to get out and meet some different people. But I guess I, there aren't a lot of um, various religions where I work or where I live or my family at all. Actually, I have a friend who lives in an area with a lot of Muslims, but outside of seeing them, you know, kind of walking up the street, like I don't really have a lot of interaction with people who aren't Christian. So mm-hmm. I need to do something yeah. about that. <laughs> I got I talked to some Muslims at work, too. Not not too often because they're more focused on their work than anything. That, yeah, I, I get the full gambit at my work. It's kind of fun. I, I do with uh, yeah. people across the planet, too. So it's. I got that oh, yeah. experience and opportunity. Well, yeah, your job definitely does offer that um, opportunity mm-hmm. a lot more. We're a lot smaller, but it, 
it's it's and also I mean just working where I am and the kind of job that I work is it's just very um emotional yeah. emotionally based people um like I my ex is an engineer and he nobody speaks about religion at work nope. nobody <laughs> the only time it gets brought up is if I don't go out to lunch with people, and then it might get talked about, but that's about it. Yes, like which is I, that makes sense, but that's off work it's hours. Funny. Like the the one thing that keeps popping my head whenever I say that is I was telling one of uh, telling my friend that I was going to jujitsu that night, and I'm going to go with the kids and go to jujitsu, and he's like, "Is that jujitsu or jujitsu?" And he's Orthodox uh-huh. Jewish, so he's always he's making a pun of his own religion. I'm like, dude, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> well, that's and he's like, what? That's... I barely heard you. I'm like, oh my god, stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, uh, definitely not the type of environment I work in. People are quite quite openly religious, but um, I've tried not to discuss it, and and plus. Just uh, like a lot of clients are religious, so it does come up a lot. Um, Weird. People, yeah, it comes up a lot. I've, um, yeah, I definitely have to. A lot of pe- people have asked me if I'm religious or Christian or what church I go to, things like that. Um, hmm. But um, I'm honest with them. I wasn't at first because I was worried. But I just don't, I just, I'm honest with them. Like, no, you know, I'm not religious. I don't go to church. I don't say I'm an atheist, but um, I do say I'm not religious. I don't go to church. But my family's very I, religious, and I grew up in church. I, I say it because I like the shock value, and I really well, don't I, care. I'm in sales. <laughs> and yeah. my Different beats. My, um, what my livelihood depends on not telling people I'm an atheist. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit different beast, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a lot different. But um, I do try to just be, I, just, I don't know, they don't know anything about me. But um, it's, 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 it's interesting working where I, where I work. Okay, well, that's um, all I have now. Um, we actually went over time, but I'm fine with that. Oh yeah. Start a little bit late. Yeah, so sure, cool that. sure. And that's that's my fault, so I apologize. <laughs> so but if I you want to come on more often and talk talk about subjects other than religion, because I do talk about many other things. I'm trying to get guests on uh, for other topics, but I don't mind um, bringing you on more often if you want to voice your opinions more or give you a, a guest spot or anything that you want, just so you can sure. get your voice heard. I guess it depends on the subject. I usually stick with religion because other I am um, that's kind of I don't know my passion, but I guess yeah, it depends. Maybe politics or something like that. Oh, my next uh, well, the the next uh, conversation I guess I'm gonna have. I'm trying to get somebody on in particular that is pretty vocal about this on YouTube, but um, my next topic is depression. So oh yeah, I've dealt, I've dealt with that. Yeah. So have I. I have an interesting yeah. story I'm going to be sharing, and um, I'm hoping uh, it might help somebody. Is the idea? We'll see. Yes, please do that. That would be great. That's the type of thing that I'm looking for. That's the type of thing I want to promote. Um, yep. 
That's I, I don't want to stick to religion though, because it's it's not just one that one form of ignorance that's quashing us. It's like all forms. Sure. Of ignorance. So. Oh, sure. There's a lot of different forms of ignorance out there. Um, but yeah, we just if we could just encourage critical thinking and skepticism, and I don't know. I, I'm just kind of determining where I want to kind of be in this whole movement. Um, I've enjoyed Twitter, but of course, one day I definitely want to get off of that and start doing things more personally. Um, but um, they're really, you know, I just hope to become a big voice for criticism, like critical thinking, because it's, I just get worried some of the things people believe. It's just not good. <laughs> it's just not I agree. Good. People need to right. think. So, well, yeah, we have to do this. Uh, sorry, we'll do it again. Oh no, we'll do we it again. We have to do this yeah. again sometime. And uh, sure. Uh, yeah, definitely have a good night. And thank you for joining me. Of course, Glenn. Thanks for having me again. I had fun. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Uh, all right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>